Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. How to get any girl's attention at a party. Quick glance, smile, look at a friend, take a drink, look away, and bring them back. Flare the nostrils, soften it, bite the lip, harder, puff the chest, mating call. Look away. Look at your watch. Is that a fly? And we're back. Smolder. Cross-eyed. Hard to get. Bite. Laugh. And gone. Add some mystery. Now baby face. Dance. Slow it down. And peacock. Bigger. Bigger. She's all yours. And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, March 18th. I got the giggles because that was a very funny cold open. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling this morning with Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the International Man of Mystery taking it to the max. Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. And let's get right to the big news of the day. Congratulations, JD, on the new house, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Still due diligence to go through, but, uh, you know, you know, you know. You think Uh, I've jinxed it now (laughs) by saying that? Oh, no, 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 no. There's going to have to be something extremely wrong with it for us to walk away at this point. uh. (laughs) Yeah, you just don't want to get back into that uh, cycle of trying to buy and bid on houses. You just, all right, we've taken this whatever it has uh, in offer for us. All right, well, that's that's, exactly right. That's good news. That's awesome. All right, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please like and comment and subscribe and share the No Dunks YouTube channel with all of your NBA friends. Help us get those subs up. We did just hit 34,000 subscribers, though, so we're on our way still to 50K. Because remember, when we get there, Lee is going to record his own Slim Dusty-like track. All right? <laughs> we got a long way yeah. to go because you guys have slowed well, down. So we're never going to get to 50 I, I think you keep telling them about that, and that's why it's slowed down. People have heard oh. me singing. They're like, ooh, maybe we don't want to hit 50,000. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I had thought about it that way. Uh, email us your questions and your comments for the next Beach Step and Podcast. Email them in, nodunks at theathletic.com, or you can tweet them in at nodunksinc, or leave them in the YouTube comments. We kicked around the sand yesterday. Had a blast on the beach discussing uh, hypothetical Carl Anthony Towns for Brandon Ingram trade, a classic who says no. We got into uh, the Woe Boy leaders, and then, man, things really went off the rails. I mean, we talked a lot about houses, JD in the process Mm -hmm. of buying one, and we talked beans and fancy compost bins and streaking at sporting events. It was a a classic beach stepping podcast, a little NBA talk. And then a whole lot of laughs, larfs, if you will, as it went on. So go check that out and download that. And uh, finally, 
immaculate items always available for sale over at nodunks.com. Go and get your No Dunks merch, your hoodies and your t-shirts and your shorts and all that. Okay, well, we got some trades to talk about. Some minor ones, but we'll get to those in a second. Let's start with the big game, though, from last night. Giannis coming up big in overtime, and then he took a seat. Right on the court. Yeah, the Freak scored 10 of his 32 in the extra session to lead the Bucks to the 109-105 victory over the 76ers last night. Matchup of uh, two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. So, Tass, why don't you get us started? Your big takeaway from this, or I could just ask you, is it disrespectful <laughs> to sit on the basketball court when you're on the road? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it is disrespectful, and that's why it was great to see him do it, because I don't think there are many unique celebrations left in the NBA. But to score and then sit, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it is weird. And that's why it was really, really good. You just don't see it ever. Uh, so that was cool. The fans in Philadelphia booing. You know, yep. they, boo, they boo everything. They boo Santa Claus, as we know. And so whoever was there was booing the crap out of that because, yeah, it felt disrespectful to sit on their floor. And I think Yanis sort of meant it like that. He said he was having fun. Uh, it was a personal little 7-0 run that he went on. Now, everybody really pumped uh, for the Bucks, maybe because they made the trade for P.J. Tucker, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And then they go out and beat the Sixers team on the road. So people really excited on Twitter. This was a signature win. A lot of people were saying, uh, it was not. How can it be when Joel Embiid <laughs> is not playing on the other side of the floor? I know it was exciting to see right. them come back from 19 down and to see, from the Bucks' perspective, a template of what they're going to try and be in the playoffs. Because last year... And the year before that, they got bogged down. They couldn't get into the lane. Well, this fourth quarter in overtime was the perfect template. You know, Giannis getting into the lane, finding shooters, whether it's Brooke Lopez or an improved Dante DiVincenzo, or finding Drew Holiday, who's getting to the cup. That's exactly what they got him for. So that's right. great from the Bucks' perspective. A great celebration. Uh, but uh, I think the more telling sign of what the Bucks are going to be are the eight games that they have left against the really good teams in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. They play all of them, which is awesome for them to have when PJ Tucker comes, and they have a new a new guy that's going to help close their games. I think he's going PJ Tucker is going to be part of their closing lineup uh, to help their defense. It's going to be Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, and then whether they go small or big with Divincenzo or Brooke Lopez. And I think that's the best lineup that uh, Giannis has had in the postseason. Over the last few years since they've mm-hmm. been a number one seed. So that's what I'm uh, excited about and uh, excited where Giannis can take these celebrations. Where does he go next? What does he do next? I don't know, but that's, uh, that's a good start. If, will Giannis have the patented sit? Will that be his thing? Mm. Uh, it looks weird. It looks weird, but I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's good. If he, <laughs> if he makes that his patented signature celebration, he needs to sit a lot longer than he did. Mm. Like, he sat there for one second. And like, yeah. Okay, I'll get back up. I want him to do, I tweeted at you, Tass, because you were saying, you know, uh, you didn't mind it. Greeks like to sit, I think you they, said on we Twitter. Do. We like I sitting. would love to see Giannis really go with the old man Greek style, like the casual stroll where you clasp your hands behind your back and you just <laughs> saunter down the sidelines. I think that would be an awesome celebration <laughs> for him. So maybe he'll... Uh, He'll think about adding that as he gets older. He's too young right now, yeah. Well, he did have an interview recently where he said he's getting older and he's being weird. True. So, yeah, you know, that fits. It fits old, weird Giannis, who's 26 years old. Yeah. What did you think, (laughs) Lee, uh, from this game? Because we had some crazy plays down the stretch, you know, the Middleton layup, and then Mm -hmm. uh, DiVincenzo 
gambling on a steal that left mm. Ferk wide open in the corner that got us overtime but Giannis took over I mean Tass said some people on Twitter were saying oh Bucks signature win well it sure wasn't looking like that at the half right I mean they were one of 17 from three Simmons was locking Giannis up for the most part I thought he did a pretty incredible job on him but what was your takeaways from this one well, yeah, the Bucks won in the end. It should have been a little more comfortable than it was because it was in that last 53 seconds they gave up three threes to the Sixers to uh, even get it to overtime. Yeah, and DiVincenzo, I don't know what he was doing there on that last play with uh, with Furkan, but Furkan's a good shooter. He got them back into the game and uh, knocked that down. So when they got to overtime, you want to see Giannis step up, and he did. And and that uh, talking about that sit-down, it's that little handle of the uh, behind-the-back in the paint, rising up, knocking down the shot. I think he was shocked himself that he was uh, so comfortable in that. And that's why he sat down. But, yeah, he sat down and then he's like, hang on, this is Philadelphia. I don't know if I want to do that in this city, in this uh, arena, because, you know, they could very well find each other in the playoffs, these two teams. And you know that the Philadelphia fans and the team is not going to forget that. So it may came, come back to haunt Giannis a little bit. You can see someone from, like Joel Embiid, you can see him sitting in Milwaukee if he hits a big shot. And, oh, uh, yeah, and the Sixers he is win definitely popping a squad. <laughs> For oh. sure. <laughs> There's Good no call. Doubt he, might about put, it. he might play in his slippers that he was wearing last night. <laughs> oh, on the yeah. Lines. What a look he had last and night. And go for that 30 and 10 and then sit down. Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, good. Good win for the Bucks. But of course, without Joel Embiid, uh, they should win that game. They really should. And. Uh, the Sixers, yeah, there's some uh, bit of a, a sort of sloppy defense there that allowed Chris Middleton just to walk in the paint there and score. I think it was Tybal who just sort of reached out, and then Alec Burks, I think, just just ignored him. I mean, you've got to wrap the guy up at that point. Mm-hmm. But smart by Middleton because you don't often see a guy do that. You often see them run the clock out and wait to get fouled. But he was like, well, the basket's here. I'm going to just take these two points rather than go to the free throw line, and he did that. But, uh, yeah, the Bucks pulled it out in the end. That's fine. It doesn't matter if it was a little bit uh, harder than it needed to be. They still got there, and Giannis... Was fantastic, again, especially in the clutch. He had a big three for them too, which was great. So uh, his free throws, he was knocking in those as well last night. He's, he's got a he's got a Dwight Howard annoying uh, free throw style, though, where it's like that dribble, 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 dribble. No, Carl Malone like for you. Yeah, it? it's like ah, oh, just get it up, man. Come on, I know you. I know it's. <laughs> I know you're working on that, and you're going through that routine, the big deep breath. I like all that, but uh, there are times where it's just like, just shoot it, man. Make it a five second uh, limit. You can shoot free throws rather than ten seconds. Oh my God, this guy's turned on free throws. You're taking too long for Mister well, Free it's, Throw it's, over here. I, I haven't turned on the free throw. I've just turned on the routine of like that, just pounding the ball down there like five or six times. Just shoot it, man. Come on, one dribble. That's all you need. Bang, put it in. Well, uh, Dwight Howard was asked about the on a sit there. I thought this was a little fun. He said, Dwight. I wanted to go and stone cold stunner him, but I already had one tech. He had a hell of a game. I don't want to talk trash or say anything negative, but we'll see him again. So, yeah, alluding to the fact there that, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll be playing you guys very likely, at least in a playoff series. It could happen, of course. They could be on the opposite sides. Who knows if they meet? But, uh, yeah, could have some more fireworks there. Okay, so let's get to the trade because the Bucks uh, did acquire P.J. Tucker from the Rockets, and I actually did a little thing in advance for everyone on the stream team here. I'm just going to throw up the trade right there for you. Oh, yeah, nice. Bucks got Tucker, and the package going to the Bucks includes him, and then uh, Rodion Kurutz, and Milwaukee's own 2022 first round pick. Four, a couple DJs DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson. Uh, I wish DJ Tanner was in there, but she's not. Uh, a 2023 unprotected first round pick, and then the Rockets also get the right to swap. It's second round pick for Milwaukee's first round pick uh, this coming draft, unless it's somehow in the top uh, 
nine, I think it is. So it, it's going to happen. There's going to be a swap there. So Lee, get us started. Uh, some trade grades. What do you think of uh, either what the Rockets got for Tucker or what Tucker brings to Milwaukee and their chances to win a title? Yeah, that's what this trade is. It's the the Milwaukee Bucks needed the veteran presence of PJ Tucker. He's a two way player. You know, he can shoot those corner threes, and we know he can play outstanding defense. He's a veteran. He's a, he's a leader. He's the sort of guy that they want on the floor, closing out games. And uh, I think that's important. Now he's not hasn't been shooting the ball well this year in Houston, but I'm going to give him a pass on that because I can understand a guy like him just losing his interest in playing for a team that's clearly uh, nowhere near contending as it was last season once James Harden got traded. So this is good for the Bucks. I mean, they had to get this deal done. All those other picks and players, you know, DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson. I think DJ Wilson was the kind of guy they were hoping could perhaps fill this role, you know, an athletic guy, but he never really worked out. But then to give up uh, those other the, the picks and things like that, the Bucks just had to do it because they're going all in. They want to be... Uh, they want to be in contention for a championship this season. And as spoken before, that anything less than the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be a failure on them. So the front office there realized a player of PJ Caliber's uh, uh, standard is available. You've got to go out there and get him. And, and you know, sh- you're just shuffling around those picks and players. That That's not going to make any significant difference to anyone. So you've got to go out there and get him because he's available, even though he's probably only going to be a rental for this season. But it's worth it if you're Milwaukee. You're also showing... Your leader, Giannis, like we are prepared to do whatever we can just to get better, to improve by getting a defensive uh, uh, player there and a three-point shooter. That should help us at both ends. So I like this for Milwaukee. He was going somewhere, PJ, perhaps even to the Eastern Conference. So the fact that the Bucks were able to get in there and grab him before anyone else, particularly because uh, Brooklyn were consider- sounded like they were uh, trying to get him as well. I think this is a very important move for Milwaukee. So will it pay off? Who knows? But I think Milwaukee had to make this move, and uh, and they got it done. Tass, what do you think? Uh, you were high on Tucker. You loved the idea of him maybe going to Miami. Here he ends in Milwaukee. I assume you like it for them. I like my PJ. <clears throat> it's my PJ. It's my PJ. Yeah, I'm excited for PJ Tucker to join the Bucks. I understand if you look at his stats, not good. Uh, you know, on on their own, but. Uh, this year, yeah, he hasn't shot the ball well from three, but it's not like it's, he's been bad for a couple years. It was, it's just this season. Last year, he was fine, and everybody gets a pass in Houston. Uh, the, he should bounce back. He works harder than anybody, and more, most importantly, he's not going to hesitate when he gets that ball in the corner. He's going to let her fly because he doesn't get many opportunities, so he's going to shoot it, and that's what the Bucks need. They just need somebody who is not reluctant at all. They can't have anybody hesitate on the floor, and I think he should help out. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, he's nearing 36 years old. That ain't young uh, no. by any standards, uh, but they're looking to win right now. Uh, so, uh, I th- yeah, as far as showing Giannis, that's awesome. Uh, they trade away a, a couple guys here, and so they actually have a couple roster spots open still to see if they can uh, grab somebody at the buyout mm-hmm. uh, period. So there's that. And yeah, all, all these picks, it's quite convoluted. I like how you put it up here, Skeets. But really, uh, the, Bucks, the Bucks got back a pick that was theirs, yep. uh, which, is, which is nuts. And, and, and so they gave up one next year. Really, it's just they moved down in draft order by like eight slots one year. That's really all that's happening. And I thought, uh, you know, besides DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson, who are, are decent role players, I thought maybe you'd get more for PJ Tucker than eight draft slots. But there's, they're looking at the money as well because 
instead of being in the first round, they'll be in the second round where you don't have a guy guaranteed for three years and you can pay him, you know, a minimal amount, uh, you know, see, see the Robert Covington type deal. Like you can, you know, really, really lowball a, a guy for a second round. So they have uh, a situation where they wanted to get below the line. They're paying a lot of guys and they got below the line in this trade. So it makes sense. Uh, late first for early second. I thought you'd get more for the peach, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a little surprising, right? Especially considering that it's a uh, it's a seller's market right now. JD knows uh, there's not a lot of uh, teams selling, and so uh, you'd think that would drive up the price a little bit. But I think PJ is going to be on the floor. You look at those last couple of years with the Bucks, and when they go in the playoffs, who do they have on the floor? Sometimes you just you just don't know who it's going to be. Kyle uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And PJ is going to play the defense at the very least, and he'll fire. Houston could have three first-round picks in this coming draft because it's very likely they're going to have Milwaukee's because uh, that's going to swap there. Portland's. And then either their own top four protected pick, which uh, they're well on their way to hopefully getting that. They've lost 18 straight now. And, uh, you know, we'll see if the uh, ping-pong balls land in their favor. Or Miami's from that Oklahoma City three-way swap um, that happened. So they're going to likely have three first-round picks, one of them probably really good, top four, you would think, the way they're going again, and then some of these other ones. So they're going to have some uh, bites at the apple there when it comes Mm. to uh, the draft, which is, uh, you know, everybody tells us is loaded this year. So not bad. I hear what you're saying. I think some people thought they might get a little bit more for P.J. Tucker, but maybe then when he stopped playing for them, Tass, you know, that was like, Mm. what, a week ago now? He hadn't played in the last four. He's like, get me the hell out of here. Maybe they got a little more like, okay, we better just take what we can get here. And uh, yeah. if that's a, if that's a pick, uh, you know, sort of swap, then well, then let's do it to get into yeah. the first round. And they, yeah, and they got in the first round this year as yeah. opposed to next year, which is a better draft class apparently. And then you can always package those picks for a higher pick too. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's the important part. You kind of just accumulate them to move on up because I don't know how deep it is, but. Probably not 30 deep. No, <laughs> you can find some gems, I guess. Uh, yeah. People were wanted to know in the stream team, Lee, did you trade your Wi-Fi connection for some new coffee beans or something <laughs> like that? Because you were getting quite digital there with a little bit of the yeah. breakdown. We can still hear you, but uh, all right, you yeah. seem crystal clear now. So that's yeah, well, I, you know, I've always got about a thousand tabs open in the morning, so I closed a few of those down. Uh, hopefully yeah. it's going to improve here now, but we'll see, you know. Yeah, next time close the uh, Sirius U2 station you got playing in the background 24-7. Maybe it'll help the Wi-Fi. Okay, so uh, in a separate deal, though, you just see a lot of people pretending it was a three-way deal, uh, but it actually was technically separate because the Bucks made another move. Uh, it's not as fun as P.J. Tucker, but here it is. Phoenix Suns get Torrey Craig. He's going from Milwaukee to Phoenix for good old cash considerations. Do you ever think, by the way, we'll see a player actually named cash considerations? Because that would be really confusing if that ever happened. Uh, but Tass, um, I don't think we're going to go long on this, but what were your th- thoughts uh, on the Bucks moving him to Phoenix? Like, does he have a role there, Torrey Craig? Because he sure didn't find one in Milwaukee, and he was pretty good in Denver. That's true. What, as far as cash considerations goes, I think I guess the closest we have is Cassius Stanley in Indiana. <laughs> you sure. Know, name, just give him... His middle name could be considerations. Yeah, it might be. For, I don't know. First name, short, cash, considerations. <laughs> yeah, it's a good good get. Uh, yeah, this is all about the dollars for, for the Bucks. Uh, you know, Torrey Craig, he was decent in Denver. He's never He has never been a, as good a shooter as P.J. Tucker or as good a defender. So uh, he wasn't going to play in Milwaukee. Um, so that makes sense. But for Phoenix, he is, uh, yeah, he's, he's a bit of insurance, really. Uh, yeah. And so that's that's what he is. And the Bucks again, 
save dollars under the tax line with this mm-hmm. um, makes makes dollar sense. And now they have open open roster spots for. I don't know, maybe uh, another mobile big that's that could be out there, another guard. <laughs> like they have, they have options, uh, and uh, they they already have you know Giannis as a as a defender on the on the wing type guy. Like they they have enough of those. So yeah, maybe Tory can find a few minutes, but uh, yeah, this this isn't as sexy. Skills, no, they, the Suns have a lot of wing depth. That's the truth, right, Lee? I mean, again, I like Tory Craig. I, I think yeah. he's fine. I think he's definitely a capable NBA player. I just, uh, you know, if he couldn't find the run there in Milwaukee, I don't really see sort of how he finds it in Phoenix either outside of what Tass says. You know, a guy or two goes down with an injury and then he gets a chance, which is fine. Um, if it was just cash considerations, you might as well add him, mm. I guess, if you're Phoenix. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm surprised as well things didn't work out for him because uh, they got him there and I thought there was a role for him, but sometimes it just doesn't quite work out for you. So he goes to Phoenix, which is actually not a bad situation because the team is doing well. So, yeah, yeah. If, there's a, if there's a spot for him, uh, he can go out there and perform. But, yeah, bucks get cash, so the rich get richer. That's uh, mm. that's what the headline should be. Oh, that's really good, Lee. That's really yeah. good. And, the only other person would be uh, Dame Dollar getting traded for cash considerations. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, know <laughs> I know what you mean. There's got to be more, but now I won't take the time to go through them. Uh, yeah. All right, let's just move right. on from what that. What about that Dwayne Bacon? Getting, getting oh, that yeah. bacon. Jeez. All right, come on, stream team. Come through with all the players in the NBA. That would make a great headline if they were traded for cash considerations or something do, like that. Do, do, Oh, wow. Now we're stretching, but fire the pun gun. Um, final one here. We talked about it briefly on the beach yesterday on uh, Wednesday's, I guess, third podcast of the day in the afternoon there because the news had just broke. But the Thunder completed a trade that sent Trevor Ariza to the Heat for forward Myers Leonard, who is very likely going to be waived unless they can somehow package him in another deal, and a 2027 second-round pick. Uh, The deal also generated a trade exception for OKC. So the question is, how much can Ariza help Miami? I'm not super high on this. Um, I get what the Heat are trying to do. For the second second, um, consecutive year, they're just adding a player who didn't play (laughs) during the year, hopefully stayed in shape, and uh, see if he can get some contributions from that player in the playoffs. I'm talking about they did that with Andre Iguodala last year. They're going to see if they can uh, replicate that here with Ariza. You know, Iguodala, when I think back, like, was he good for them last year, the Miami Heat, in the playoffs? I would say yes. Yeah, like, you know, like, he wasn't... uh, He wasn't incredible by any means, but he was a vet player out there in a lot of key moments. So, yeah, they're going to... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that four, yeah, that four three game. That's true. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah there's good some, point. Some flashes, some flashes for sure. And yeah, he should be better this year. But yeah, Trevor Reza, that's a good question. Will he be good? Eric Spolstra continues to say he's been working out hard. Like they've been scouting him. They know that he's been. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's in game shape. And I and I just googled. I think he was working out in Miami. Uh, oh, if I'm not mistaken. In South in South Florida. So. Okay. They, is there tampering there? I don't know. Andre Iguodala, if you want mm. to throw that up. I- Ignatius Roberto. Another cash one. Sorry. Sorry, I had to throw that in. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, the Heat are hoping either, yeah, he's another Iguodala, or really what they truly want is that Ariza is somehow Jay Crowder-esque, right, uh, who was really good for the Heat in the regular season and then into the bubble playoffs. They're just hoping he's not another Mo Harkless here, who they were hoping well, Harkless was going to be the Jay Crowder, and he has not turned out to that. So they're taking a chance, obviously, on this vet. Uh, I saw Kevin Pelton point out that Ariza has attempted more threes than twos in each of his past seven seasons. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, he really is a 3 and D guy, like truly, yeah. truly. His three-point percentage, 
it's sort of all over the map over these last years. It got as high as 41% uh, way back with the Wizards in 13-14, and then as low as 33% in 1819 with the Suns and then back with the Wizards, though Felton pointing out he did shoot well from three in his brief stint there with the Blazers. He's knocked down about 40% of his three point attempts. Not on a ton of attempts, it was like 85, but you know, he can hit the three ball, he can catch hot and catch fire. So I like it. It's fine. It's, uh, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Ariza will have those Iguodala like moments, if I'm being honest, in a postseason. No. But again, maybe an insurance uh, play here if somebody yeah. goes down. And he only needs one or two of those if he does do it. That's you know, true. If, if he's out on the court, you know, he's just he's that veteran. You put him out there in the corner, and it's like this guy can hit this shot, and that's yeah. all. You, you know, you're giving yeah. up nothing to get him as well. So he's an improvement over what they had there. Yeah, and uh, as we talked about too, OKC snagging another future draft pick. Uh, I've seen conflicting reports how many they have. I, I've, I saw it as that OKC has 17 first-round draft picks and 15 second-round draft picks through the 2027 draft. But I think I've also seen 18 first-round picks and 14 second-round picks. Whatever. They got a boatload of them. Like People are getting excited to ask for one day when Sam Presti has all 60 picks of one draft. And how that would go down, <laughs> which would be fun. Yeah, and Lee will put on his blue light glasses and he will pretend to be Sam Presti picking 60 picks. Top the bar. It's yeah, I mean, there is pressure though on Sam Presti to get those right now. I mean, he's got them all, but uh, you've got to, it's one thing to have them. It's another thing to make sure you either leverage those picks into other players yeah. because we know OKC is not, uh, you know, it's not a free agent destination. Or make sure you knock it out of the park with those draft picks. Now, he's got a pretty good record in the draft, I think, uh, Presti. You know, yeah. t- t- I mean, we, we take Kevin Durant out of that because he was getting Kevin Durant after the Blazers took Odin. But he picked James Harden early, picked Russell Westbrook early. They were both turned into MVPs. And you know, there's a few other players along the line. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 there's a point where it's like, okay, now you have to really make sure you cash in these to get some high-quality players and be back uh, contending pretty soon. Otherwise, it's like... What's the point, you know? Yeah. Has somebody already written the article? Is it already out there? Like, the players that Presti could, uh, you know, go and get with all of these draft picks over the next two, three, four years to try and add to uh, Shea Gildas Alexander? Like, if that hasn't been written, it's being written right yeah. now, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's fun. So, you're right. I'm with you. Uh, guy that got a lot of picks. Like, I would love to bet on how many of those picks does OKC actually make. Yeah. Of Let's say they have 32 draft picks up to 2027. How many will they actually draft and keep? Right. I mean, it's, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know where to set the line on that task. I mean, well, yeah, no, I think I think they're going to add to it first. They get they have Al Horford, <laughs> they have George Hill. Uh, why why would they keep those guys around? Al Horford's a valuable asset. Mm-hmm. Maybe they trade Al Horford next year because gets closer to the end of his tr- contract. But George Hill, uh, okay. So you know, in the 30s, over under, oof, like seven. Yeah, I was going to say right in the middle, too. I was going to go, like, 16 and a half. Like, are you going over or under on that, Lee? Over or under? They had 16 and a half. They actually make these picks. I'll I'll say over. I'll say over. Wow. All right. Yeah, because they could make them and then trade them. Yeah, which he does a lot. Yeah, that's true. All right, so those are our minor deals. Let's hope they uh, pick up here over the next week, if we're being honest. Get a little juicier than that, though maybe don't hold your breath. (laughs) These might be the type of deals we see over the next couple days, and then we get to the buyouts, of course. Let's get to last night's games. We're going to play a little What You Got. What You Got. 
Yeah, what you got there? Uh, try to make it a little more interesting than just going through all the games. And there's a ton of games, not gonna get to them all. If we don't, make sure you check out Tass's What You Need to Know from this morning. Uh, at least we'll mention some of the games that we might not even touch on. But a fun what you got here, some monster games from I'm gonna call them fringe MVP candidates right now, uh, Lili. Luka Doncic scored 42 points to help his Mavericks beat the Clippers, 105-89, little revenge win. That was our pick'em game too. You're welcome, by the way, Lee, we'll get to that later. Uh, and James Harden, just as dominant. He went for 40, 15, and 10 to lead the Nets to the 124-115 victory of the Pacers. Now Brooklyn, no Kyrie, no KD, no newcomer Blake Griffin. It was all Harden. So, tough one, Lee. Better performance from last night, Lucas 42 or Harden's 40-point triple-double. What you got? Well, Harden closed out that game spectacularly there for Brooklyn. Uh, you mentioned there, no Kyrie Irving. Obviously, Kevin Durant is still out, so he was great. But I'm going with Luka Doncic simply because of the defenders he went up against. Mm. And he absolutely cooked a few of them. In particular, Paul George, who is a, an all-NBA defensive-type player. And Luca was just spectacular last night. Like, he's got those abilities to, to really change speed, where he can go kind of fast for him, or he just goes at his own pace. We talk about, you know, Nikola Jokic, you can't speed him up. Doncic is similar in that vein that when he is in control and he has the ball and he knows what he's going to do, he can get to his spot pretty comfortably all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also shooting 37% from three this season, which is a career high for him because he's only been around 31% those first couple of seasons. And that needed to improve. And I think you're seeing it now. Like he's stepping into those shots, knocking them down. And he was just, uh, just spectacular last night. Now, this was the second time these two teams had met in the last couple of days. And the Clippers won fairly comfortably the first time. So the Mavericks needed this win. And it started, you know, with their hero, with their leader, Luka Doncic. And I just thought he was incredible. He, you know, the Mavericks, I don't put them in the contender bracket right now. But when they have him playing at that level, it just changes so much because I think they can compete with those other teams, even though they're still not there. I still think they're missing a piece, and I'm not sure if that is Porzingis, that piece. But Doncic is just, uh, just incredible. And the Mavericks are playing pretty good right now as well. And so much of it. It's just down to whether or not Luka Doncic is in control of the game like he was last night. So James Harden was great. No doubt they came back against the Pacers there. But uh, Doncic last night, I thought, was just spectacular. Uh, being a leader for his team. He was doing some great celebrations there as well at the end with the aeroplane and stuff like that. Uh, great fun to watch. Great player. Really good win. And Doncic is my answer. The only thing crappy about that game were the jerseys. Yeah. It was not, not a good look with these uh, Clipper greys and then the Mavericks greens. I get it. St. Patrick's Day. I'm sure that's why they were wearing them. But a uh, bit of an eyesore. I had people texting me. What's going on with these jerseys? I was like, ah, yeah, there's too many jerseys. It's, it's out of control. But uh, no real wrong answer, Tass, though. What you got with the uh, better performance, Luca or Harden? Uh, yeah, I'll go with Luca as well, mainly because it was a bit of a flashback to last year's playoff series against the Los Angeles Clippers, which was a, a heck of a series. It was a blast of a first rounder uh, with Luca, if you remember hitting that monstrous game winner that made everybody go crazy. So I had that flashback. And yeah, yep. he's giving it to Paul George there within the last minute. He loves going up against Paul George. Uh, and and then the celebration and Paul kind of went for the steal. I, I don't know if it's because Lucas showed him the ball, but either way, if you make a really good defender look that bad, you got it, my man. Although James Harden has been doing it game in and game out and uh, has been really, really impressive. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the Luke because it was a more of a show. And uh, sometimes sometimes that tilts my my answer here. So it, it was the showman Luke in that one. 
And uh, Lee, we got Paul George uh, a little upset with the officiating again. Ah, yeah. Talking about the non-calls again. He wants uh, wants the the team to send uh, the tape to the league. Yeah. Say, so wait, we only shot 11 free throws. We're attacking non-stop. What's going on here? It's like the third time I feel like we've had something like this with from Paul George. He's, he's pissed with the officiating or how he's being yeah. officiated. Yeah, well, he, he was saying earlier in the season how he doesn't get the respect. Um, mm-hmm. But you're not going to get it if you keep complaining every time your team loses that you don't get the calls. Uh, I, I didn't have a problem really last night. I mean, there's always, every single game, there's a couple of plays that could have gone either way. But Paul George is just becoming annoying that that's his sort of go-to. Oh, we lost well, you know, we didn't get the calls, so the refs were cheating us, you know. That sort of stuff. I just don't like it. If there's a clear play that, you know, influences the game at a crucial moment, you know, you can understand some frustrations. But, you know, this was not a blowout, but it was a comfortable win here for the Mavericks. And uh, Paul George, I think, was more just embarrassed a couple of times by Luca last night getting, you know, getting dropped. And that was his kind of, you know, wow, we, we lost this game because we didn't get the call. So I, I don't like it. He doesn't need to do that, Paul George. He just doesn't need to. Like, move on from it. He's such a good player at both ends of the floor. He's so, he's fun to watch, too, when he gets it going, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, this sort of stuff, I'm just like, come on, man. you got to just move on. Forget about it. You know, you, people are going to get so annoyed and sick of him complaining about the referees every time they lose. So, yeah, oh, didn't like it. has been going on forever. It's like you have to, be, have to have it part of your game, the whining, if you're going to be a Los Angeles Clipper. I mean, it happened with Blake and Chris Paul for years, right? And now it's... It's continued. It stinks. Just go win. I mean, it's yeah. it is it is frustrating. It, it is it is frustrating, uh, especially with what happened last year. Uh, and it's frustrating because I want them to be good. I definitely want them to be fantastic in the postseason. But uh, yeah, they've fallen off. They did start off really really well, but they've fallen off. All right, let's talk uh, top shots here. Not NBA top shot, just actual real tough top mm. shots from last night. Tied at eighty five. John Morant goes the length of the court. For the go-ahead layup with 1.2 seconds left, uh, Grizzlies beat the Heat 89-85. Hit some free throws after that. Uh, Kyle Anderson, I believe, did to end the three-game skid for them. And then meanwhile, in D.C., De'Aaron Fox scored 28 and hit the jumper over Bradley Beal with 0.7 seconds remaining. Uh, created a little space. Good D from Beal. But uh, Kings, yes, the Kings get a two-point victory over the Wizards. So both great shots. But what was the bigger make, task? John Morant's layup or Fox's game-winning jumper? What you got? Yeah, those were both awesome. Uh, I will go with John Morant because uh, it wasn't a jumper. You know, the the, the Fox one was went swish. Yeah. And so you can't be angry at, at when a mid-range shot goes a swish like that. But it could have easily rattled out even though it was good defense. John Morant wasn't going to let the basketball gods decide. He just went right to the hole. And, yeah, it was full court, but it was off a free throw. So the defense was set. Yep. And it was against a good Miami Heat defense, and he was able to get to the hole. And a nice little celebration. He put the phone up to his ear. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's a jaw thing, uh, but uh, it's good to use the phone every once in a while and not text, <laughs> you know? Put the text down, yeah. He's an old Call soul. Call your parents, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I go with jaw. He's, he, he does that every time. It, it happened against the Nuggets, as we said, uh, when it didn't work out, when mm-hmm. the Jokic bumped him. Uh, but he went to the hole. He goes to the hole every time for a game winner. It doesn't matter if, you know, you think he's going to get injured because he goes in there rough and tumble. He's going to do it. So uh, I go with him. Yeah, I think it was Dave DeFore on the ding this morning. He compared uh, John Morant's, like, full-court layup 
to something you would see in March Madness, Lee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, pretty similar, you know, like eight seconds ago, get, you know, no timeouts, get it to your quick guard and uh, see if he can create. And uh, Jimmy Butler is the one picking him up, by the way, like Taff yeah. said. Like, defense is set. Butler, like, he sort of, like, slows him down, so to speak, like, sort of hits him a little bit. You know, they let the, let the contact happen. That's fine. But Ja took it. And then sort of turned on the after jets as he ripped around him. And then I thought was a very difficult finish. Like, you know, there are bodies there. He's flying 100 miles an hour and still to kiss it off the glass. Fox's jumper. You know I love Fox. That was pure. But I think I go John Morant as well uh, when it comes to these two. What do you think? Yeah, I, I also go with uh, Morant because uh, not only that, it was a, a win against a very good team right now, the Miami Heat, which yeah. the Grizzlies desperately needed. So that to me is when, you know, when the game's on the line and you're, you're desperate for a win, make the high percentage attempt. And he did, and he knocked it in. And, but his body's always flying around the whole game. Yeah, it's true. You know, <laughs> defense, offense, he's just uh, nonstop diving for balls and trying to get involved in every single play. So, yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, I mean, De'Aaron Fox, you know, I always say I prefer it when a guy's going towards the hoop. De'Aaron Fox, it was a tied ball game, and he knocked it in. It looks great when it goes in, you know, and he had that little hand-up celebration like the game was over, even though there's still seven-tenths of a second. Like, that could have... <laughs> you can just see the way the season's gone for the Kings, that that could have really come back to haunt them. But uh, thanks to Russell Westbrook, it didn't need to. So, um, anyway, I think uh, Morant, you know, making that play was uh, the right thing to do, and he knocked it in. So... Well done, John Morant, finishing off the game. Yeah, he said, go get a bucket. You're going to see those T-shirts pretty soon from Breaking Tea there. Go get a bucket, Josh said. And then, like Tass said, he's making the call. Love it. I love it. Yeah, people are comparing it to Tyus Edney. Remember him, UCLA guard? I remember that March Madness moment. I don't even watch March Madness. Um, but both great shots. And, yeah, nice to see the Kings get a win and not blow it. You're right, Lee. There was .7. <laughs> you're like, up. Oh. They could still lose this. Yeah. Absolutely, they could still lose this, but they held on. All right, final one here, looking at a few other games. We had Pistons rookie Sadiq Bey. He had 28 points and 12 boards to help Detroit overcome Norman Powell's 43 to beat the slumping Raptors, 116-112. In Cleveland, I mean Sexland, the Cavs' young, board, young backcourt combined for 54 points to beat the Beantown Boys, 117-100. to That loss drops Boston to 500. And finally... Oh, TK was having such a great week on vacation. His team wasn't losing. But the Bulls blew a 23-point lead, falling to the Spurs, 106-99. That was like a 20-point lead in the second half. Mm -hmm. So, some rough ones there. What was the worst loss, though? Raptors to Detroit, Celtics to Cleveland, or the Bulls blowing a huge lead to San Antonio? What you got, Tass? Well, it wasn't the Raptors. Norman Powell dropped 43 points, a career high for him, and he had zero assists. That doesn't happen very often. That's the first time that's ever happened in, in Raptors history for a guy to score that much and not have one stinky, easy helper. And it helps his trade value if they are thinking about trading him the next uh, next week or so. I hope they don't. Uh, but uh, it's kind of understandable. They had guys coming back in Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet who hadn't played in a few weeks, and they were very bad. So kind of understandable that they get a, a loss, especially against Dwayne Casey. Casey. <laughs> True. Yeah, he all, it's always good for him to beat the the old Raptors. It's got to be the Boston Celtics, who can't find any sort of life. Uh, I know they're on a back-to-back, but it doesn't matter, uh, especially after losing to Utah. Uh, you got to come out with a better effort. That didn't happen uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Darius Garland and Colin Sexton were getting to the hoop at will, and uh, I know Kemba wasn't there, but... Man, 
I mean, that's, uh, there's not much more to say. If you, if you allow a team just to get to the hoop like that in an NBA mm-hmm. game, they're only going to get more confident as the game goes on. And even though the Cavs are the worst fourth-quarter team in the NBA, they're able to beat uh, the Celtics because they were able to see the ball go through the hoop in the first few quarters. So, uh, yeah, that's going to carry over. When you're an NBA player, yeah, it was too easy. And the mm-hmm. Boston Celtics are making things too easy on their opponent, and that's why they're 20 and 20. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. So, yeah, the Celtics on St. Patrick's Day, as people are saying in the stream team. That makes oh, sense. Yeah, shameful. come on. Yes. Come on. Yeah, just to correct myself, the Celtics didn't lose by 17. They lost by 7. It's 117 to 110. I had that wrong. Still a loss, Lee. So where do you go? Is the Raps losing to maybe the worst, one of the worst teams in the league in the Pistons? Is it the uh, Celtics continuing to slide here, losing to the Cavs? Or is it the uh, Trey Kirby's Bulls, who, you know, who are, were rolling and fell apart there as the Spurs came back? Where, yeah. where do you go? Well, I'll go with the Bulls because it was uh, Patty Mills who uh, lit up the Bulls in that last quarter there with 10 big points and uh, came back. And I can get that in while Trey's not here, so we can't get too angry at me. Oh, and I'll just say, oh, St. Patty's Day. <laughs> yeah, St. Patty's Day in Chicago. That's right. Uh, no, I, I think uh, it has to be the Celtics. Uh, that's... You know, again, no Kemba. He's not playing the second night of back-to-backs there, but they should be able to beat the Cavs easily, and they they're just in a in a uh, rut right now. But so are the Raptors, and the Raptors also have a little bit of a built-in excuse there with guys missing so much time due to coronavirus. I, I know Pascal was back last night, uh, but uh, and Freddie, and, and, and Freddie, yeah. But, you know, uh, the Raptors, six in a row, they've lost. They're seventeen and twenty-three right now, and outside the playoffs, this is a team that I think is much better than that but uh not showing it right now so we'll, we'll see if Masai does make any uh, changes here before the deadline I'm, I'm not sure if he does or if he just sort of says listen we've got to just got everybody's got to get back and get their win back and start playing better but time is ticking and uh yeah they they just look bad right now but the, the Pistons probably aren't as bad as their record suggests though you know they've been competitive lately in the last month or so so you know a little bit of credit goes to Detroit for that one but uh yeah oh, Sadiq probably... Bay is balling too yeah oh yeah I mean he's I yeah. mean He's going to be uh, on the, what, all-rookie first team. He's a For top sure. five rookie. Uh, yeah. He's playing phenomenal. And the guy catches fire. Pistons catch fire from three whenever they play the Raps. It's really, really wild. Yeah. But uh, DeLon Wright, good uh, revenge game, I guess, for him. <laughs> and then uh, Pirtle, another former Raptor in, yeah. in that Bulls game. He had an awesome line. I think he had 20 and 16. Uh, and uh, he was pretty special. So, yeah, all these were tough. All these are bad losses. I, I had a tweet ready to go. For Trey Kirby. So I actually maybe jinx this. I obviously didn't publish it. I was waiting till after the game. But I had like, the tweet was something like, Bulls haven't lost while Trey is on vacation. You now live in Florida. I'll, mi- I'll forward you your mail. You know, stuff like that. Like, you can't come back. Your Bulls are rolling. But uh, <laughs> and they have this meltdown. But all, all three of these brutal. I'm getting people sliding into my Instagram DMs this morning with this either complete lie or scoop, guys, saying... This person apparently is connected somehow to uh, Indiana University Athletics. They know people that work, I guess, in the program. That uh, The word on the street is they're offering Brad Stevens a seven-year, $49 million offer to go coach uh, Indiana, their college team, go back to college. Again, this could be, could be a complete lie, but there are all these rumors floating around. Would Brad Stevens go back to the college game, and, and would the Celtics move on? Maybe that doesn't happen. I can't imagine that's happening like right now. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't think he just straight Mid-season. up get up and leave because they're a 500 team. But maybe at the end of the season, ah, maybe there's something there. 
So crazy, crazy. But that wraps one. I was watching that, of course, and uh, that was tough, especially Jack Armstrong on St. Patrick's Day. You know, he's on the call, proud Irishman. Oh, they were rocking like the yeah. green hats, him and Devlin, <laughs> you know, power look. They had the socks on. They were having a good old time. Jack was talking about drinking a, a 40 from a, from a paper bag, you know, because it, <laughs> it was good stuff. Lots of laughs, but uh, ugh, you shouldn't be losing the Pistons. I don't care who just came back and stuff like that. Are they going to trade Norman Powell? You know, Blake Murphy at the, at the, at the Athletic had a great article up Tass. Um, you know, wondering you just trade him now because his value is so high. Never been higher. Yeah. You know, and you're going to have to pay the guy. What do you think, just briefly here? Do you think this is something the Raps might explore in the final week before the deadline? Uh. If they thought that they were somehow a, a championship-type team and, and moving Norman Powell in exchange for what they needed, I guess a, a big guy would somehow get them there, then maybe. But Norman Powell, why, why can't he be you know, somewhere around this good for the rest of his career? Why can't he be a sixth man uh, on, a, on a good team? And why can't it be the Raptors? I, I, would, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me valuing my... my hometown team a little bit too much but that's exactly what's going on in my brain i'm saying i'd like norman powell a lot don't trade him uh keep mm-hmm. him around uh, so I, that's that's what i would think if i was messiah's year I, I don't know is he going to i just i just don't see a lot coming back for norman powell even though his tri- value is as he said the highest it's ever been no doubt what wh- why would they get excited for a trade package that would come back what are they getting back that's exciting uh i'm not sure well, they'd be, yeah, they're, yeah, they're in a tough spot because they're not like a team like tear it all down. You know, we're, we're going to go play for the, the draft. Like you're not doing that when you've just signed Siakam and Van Vliet and you've got OG. Like, yeah, you're probably not doing that. But man, someone out there has got to be interested. A guy like Norman Powell, a guy scoring like 30 a game over the last little bit. Like he is proving that he can get buckets and uh, he's, he's in line for a payday because I think he has a mm-hmm. player option, right? On, on his, uh. Was on his final three years year. and 42, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and so I think yeah. he'll, I, I mean, it looks like if he's smart, he'll probably be uh, turning yeah. that down and try and right. cash in on that. And that's why uh, the, there's a possibility of the Raptors that's move on. Anyway, go check that article out. We love Blake Murphy here. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Yeah, it's $3.99 a month for new subscribers right now, but not for long. That nope. article ain't going anywhere. So you can uh, sign up on March 22nd for a dollar a month if you want to wait. Do you? Do you? Okay, that was a lot of fun with what you got. Let's hear your answers. Uh, to all you podcast listeners, tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. or leave them in the YouTube comments if you're watching. All right, we'll get to Tweet of the Night. But, J.D., your turn, man. Sell me some glasses. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. 
Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> hey, while we're going with dad jokes, what do you call a potato that wears glasses? Mm. A spectator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, tater. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Took I lost second. that for a second, but yeah. <laughs> uh, pot- potatoes. Do you have that? World Sleep Day. What, what is that? What's the What's the point of that? I mean, I what, guess what, to. That's to bring a po- uh, bring attention to how important sleep is. I would imagine. But, uh... I, I mean, we don't. Everybody knows. Like, <laughs> do they though? I think that's do. the thing. I, mean, I, I, I don't think enough people. I've been told sleep. for forty years how important sleep is. Yeah, but do you have yeah. a routine? Do you go to bed at the same time? Do okay, you... so I'm getting tips on World Sleep Days. Is that what it is? Mm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, there's master classes for it. Exactly. So I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's get to tweet of the night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. JD, tweet of the night honors. Where are you going? Yeah. So um, this is actually, (laughs) I'm going off the board again. Um, I'll pull a Lee here. This is not a tweet. This is a, uh, it's a story, an Instagram story from our, our, our good pal Tass Malice that appeared in my feed yesterday, I guess. Okay. So technically, it was 24 hours. It was at the. It was like 21 hours after uh, Tass posted it. But um, a bit, I'll back up a little bit because we got an email from Peter Hart in, in Melbourne. Uh, and it says, I was watching the show today, another instant class, classic, and I couldn't help but notice Tass and his background mm-hmm. You know, he's sort of... Uh, he's in the in void. The, yeah. In the void. But mm-hmm. he's also got those... Uh, there's lines. If you look closely, there's lines emanating from yeah. his head. The baffling. Yeah. And uh, and I noticed that uh, the, his background in, his, in the darkness and his new digs kept reminding me of 80s icon Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. And he enclosed a picture... Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> it is right here. Here oh, we go. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Peter, I'm right with you. It's 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 pretty close. 
Um, and it's funny that you sent this in, and this is why I'm using this, because it, it actually reminded me. I was trying to think of things that it reminded me of. Um, so I have a couple that okay. uh, I wanted to share. So, and it, actually, this was pointed up uh, by many, many people. Yeah, the Sinead yes. O'Connor. <laughs> uh, nothing sure. compares to sure. to you. So there's that. <laughs> I also thought of the Charlie Rose set. Oh, you know, yeah. Which is you know basically just a a dark black <laughs> wood there. So, um, and then also there's the sunken place from Get Out. Mm. Oh, great scene. From a great movie, and uh, his <laughs> is flying down. And then there's also the upside down uh, oh. from Stranger oh, Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> when uh, Eleven is wandering around in the darkness. But really, my favorite is, uh, my favorite that I came up with <laughs> is uh, the Phantom Zone from Superman 2. Oh, wow. Oh, um, yeah. Where, uh, where yeah. The, uh, the three criminals get, get banished with yeah. General Zod there. So, uh, yeah. It looks like yeah. they oh, they got banished, and that looks like a Top Shop moment. Yeah, it, it, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> cool. I can't wait yeah. to open that. Try and yeah. sell that. Yeah, all the references. <laughs> Sybil Shepherd, Max Headroom, the No Dunks community is hip to all the latest pop culture references. Thank well, you. There's Seaweed a couple Rocket. in here. There's a couple in here that are are current. Zach McDonald, the Hot Ones set. Uh, it's a uh, it's a yeah. Good, mm-hmm. that's a good yep. one. Mm-hmm. Completely black. Yeah, for sure. JD yep. doing some work there. Yeah, hey, you're a Photoshop boy, are you? I'm trying to be a Photoshop boy. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I will do anything to avoid actually going on Twitter. Twitter <laughs> it's, it's tweet, tweet of the night. Like there's so much, so much more labor intense. All I had to do was just sort of scroll through and pick a tweet, but ugh, it's too much. <laughs> You'd rather Photoshop five photos. Wow, that's right. Huh? Good work. Uh, nice switch up there. I love it. Okay. Pick'em results. Brought to you by BetMGM. Last night's game, Clippers, Mavs, Lakers, excuse me, Clippers were favored by two and a half on the road. It was the second game of their little mini-series here. If you remember on yesterday's show, Lee was going to take the Clippers uh, because uh, you were you almost like you felt like you almost had to swerve again. Yeah, I, said, I, I felt yeah. bad. I felt bad from the night before. I said, I'll take it. And you, then, then you, you went back and forth. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. In the end, Lee Lee, you got it right, and so did Tass, and so did Trey slash JD, who continues to be undefeated in this. I took the clips and I lost. So you're welcome, Lee. I, I literally <laughs> gave you a victory. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to pick the Mavs. It's just when you last and everyone else is on the same team, it's like, ah, yeah, do right. I just swerve? But so I'm, I'm glad I got the pick in that I wanted, and, and you just oh. decided to do the uh, reverse swerve, I guess, in that sense. The reverse swerve. So Tass, 8-2, yeah. and two, Trey slash JD, 7-3. and three. I'm five and five with that loss last night, and Lee, you improved to four and six. So let's get to tonight's game. Let's let Lee go first here tonight, Tassa. But what are we uh, what are we picking from? We're picking from a game that happened, a rematch of a game that happened on Tuesday night. The Pels, if you remember, gave up that monstrous lead, a 17-point lead with six minutes left to the Portland Trail Blazers. They're playing again. Dame had 50 in that one. At home, once again to the Pelicans. Blazers are fair by one and a half, so really close line. What do you think happens in the rematch, Lee? Yeah, well, so if the Blazers win by a point, they lose the game. In the, or they yeah. lose the, the cover in this. But uh, yeah. I'm not betting, betting against Damian Lillard, so I'll take the Blazers. Okay. okay. Skeets, what do you think? 
Ooh, well I do like this, so I'm gonna pop this up. JD right now, picking for uh, Trey. JD's like Nate McMillan, replacing and keeps the 100% record. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, I know you guys are fans of them. I feel like you are, Tass, these uh, little mini-series. I hate them when it comes to betting. I, I really do. It, it drives me insane, because you're like, well, that team just won, but then there's the revenge factor, like we saw it with that Clippers Mavs. Which is why I'll go Pelicans. Uh, I'll, I'll do what the uh, Mavericks just did to the Clippers, sort of uh, getting the revenge, if you want to call it that. Give me the Pelicans, though. Well, I might regret that if Lillard goes nuts again or McCollum has a breakout. Is McCollum playing? He probably is, right? If he's back. I think so. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, okay, so anyway, I'll take the Pelicans. What about you, JD? Yeah. Yeah, I'm also uh, I can't uh, I can't bet against Damian Lillard. Wow! And uh, I also feel like we would I I feel like we would also be betting against our our man Lamar. So uh, oh jeez, I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Blazers. Wow, man, I do not like being on the other side of JD right now. But what are you going, Tass? Uh, I'm going in the mantra of no dunks. We don't wear Blazers. No Blazers. Give me the Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're eight and two. Mm. I like that. I like that. That's good. Okay. Two of us taking the Pelicans. Uh, two of us taking the Blazers. Blazers got to win by two. Is that right? That was the line. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Good luck to everybody. Uh, did you end up sending that? Uh, Slack message or text message to our guy TK to pay off February's pick'em loss. I did. I yes. sent it to him, and he responded. Uh, just pulling it up here now. Wait, you're gonna, um, you're gonna play it? Oh, you're just pulling it. Okay. No, I'm just pulling it up. Uh, he said, "I'm sure I can figure something out." Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. It wasn't a. Yep, no problem. I'm on it. It was. Uh, I guess I'll have to do something here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so what? He's got to do this by tomorrow, I guess, at this point. He's got to do it today. Yeah. It, well, do it while he's on. It doesn't have to go into tomorrow's show. It might actually be better if, you, uh, if we he's back play so it we on Monday and yeah. then he, we can talk to him about it. But uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, that's what it comes down to with Pickham. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like Pickham's dying a slow death here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the payoff part is. I don't the mind payoff. the picking part, but yeah, uh, no the payoffs are. You know what? Getting what further just, and further in the month. Why don't we just do this? Pick a charity. Losers got to give money. Mm, I mean, just bad. keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's a winner. And record, like, the... and record you clicking to the website and paying. <laughs> record you putting in your credit card information for the world to see. That's the or, or, or we've been doing punishments for so long. Why don't we? Why don't we race to the bottom and like oh. give a reward whoa, to the person? Whoa. Yeah. I mean, we practically already did with the Arby sandwich for uh, Tass the last <laughs> yeah. time, right? So just he got like, to eat a delicious <laughs> meal early. That's in the right. Morning. Yeah. yeah. So the next guy gets a massage or a pedicure or something. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. hmm. Hmm. That's, that's, and then the goal is to is to lose, which would be yeah. kind of fun. Interesting. I don't mind this. Okay, we'll, we'll think this over. Don't worry. We'll get Trey to do something. Either it's going to air in tomorrow's show or we'll just save it till Monday. He will be doing something because we hadn't changed the rules by then. But, uh, yeah. And we'll, and we'll see this one out. Lee and I looking, uh, well, right now, I guess there's a lot of time left for us to bounce back, Lee. It always feels like you're way back when you're like, you see four and six and Trey's seven and three. But, you know. Three nights and you're right back into it if you uh, mm. get a little lucky. I okay. just want to know if uh, if when Trey comes back next week, if JD goes five for five, if Trey just says, JD, you just make keep keep making these <laughs> wow. picks, you know? You know? Interesting. I mean, why not? Yeah. Sure. He should. He should. He's a smart man. I think he will. Mm. Um, someone in the comments just said, 
that there's no TNT games tonight. I noticed that last night. I was talking to the guys in the Slack here. Zach, I'm sorry to say, there will be no happy hour tonight. Uh, yes, uh, we didn't see that. I, I, I didn't look ahead enough. I just assumed there were going to be some games on Thursday night on TNT. Is this March Madness reasons? Yeah, I guess yes, so. Yes, it's got to be, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, these were these were the, oh, yeah, the two days yeah two okay. days that we used to have off back at Turner. They give us the Thursday and Friday off because yeah. everybody's watching NCAA. So no one's watching this show right now, other than Zach, yeah, and Sam, Ignatius, and Mike, <laughs> and, and Ziggy, Yusef, and, and AJ. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, sorry guys, there will be no. We're just gonna take it off. I mean, look, could we do it? We don't have to line it up with the TNT uh, games or stuff like that, but it does help. And uh, we'll just take the night off. Everybody's going to be watching the March Madness anyway, like Tass said. So we'll likely be back uh, well, sooner rather than later when it comes to the happy hour. You know, We don't yeah. even have to just do them on Thursdays. We can just pick a night. We can do them on Tuesdays, right? We do games on uh, TNT on Tuesdays. So, sorry, no happy hour tonight. If you guys were getting excited about that, take the night off. Um, you know, Hang out with your family instead of yeah. us. <laughs> All right. Comment, like, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com and subscribe to The Athletic for very few dollars a month. That's how I'm now saying it. Uh, go to theathletic.com <laughs> slash no dunks. Unbelievable offer. Very few dollars a month. And then they know that we sent you. Theathletic.com slash no dunks. All right. Enjoy that uh, NCAA tournament if that's your thing. Otherwise, we will be back with what you need to know tomorrow. And then the Drop Podcast, because it's Friday, so you can join us live at 10 a.m. Eastern here on YouTube if you want to see how the sausage gets made. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the reason we're not doing a happy hour tonight is because it's World Sleep Day tomorrow. <laughs> you got to get to sleep. Yeah? <laughs> That's a good call. Uh, embrace the day, people.